Welcome to RPG Cast episode 451. We are back and it's 2018, baby. RPG Cast is back. All right. Do, 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 do. All right. No. Anna, can you wave your arms up you... in the air? Ooh, ooh. Chris, you are the worst backstreet boy. I am. <laughs> well, Anna Marie's here. She won't say yes. Hi. Kelly Ryan, you just heard, she's here. Hi. Are you the werewolf or the vampire? I don't Wait, remember. what? I don't know what video. The video, aren't they all monsters in it? Yeah. I, I didn't watch boy bands when I was a teenager. <laughs> Alice, did you? What? Watch boy bands? Yeah. No, but my sister did. All right. Well, you're here. Hi, Alice. <laughs> Jonathan Stringer's here. I'm here. Kinda. <laughs> the show's done. Alex Fuller, take us home. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Correct answer. All right. Uh, has anyone got to leave early? They should go first. It's usually, it's usually Alex and Alice. So, Alex, how have you, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I'm not going early this time, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, then I'm going to small talk. It's 2018, folks. It's been three weeks. We're back. Does anyone have had anything interesting to say about the new year? Uh, It's new. Okay. It's a year. <laughs> did, we, did anyone do anything cool on their winter break? We went to Florida. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, we hung out in a trailer park with old people. That was cool. Mm-hmm. What do you define as cool? I just kind of stayed home and played games. I yep. It was you awesome. Win. Yep, that's pretty good. I had to cook for my whole family on Christmas, and what about the rest I... of the break? Uh, n not much actually. Oh, okay. Just the... cooked. Just cooked, just cooked the, the whole, whole time. time. <laughs> yeah, cooked and ate a lot of turkey because put a twenty-one pound turkey for mm. everyone, and that makes a lot of leftovers. Yeah. Your dad made a good amazing. turkey, Anna. Hmm? Your dad made a good turkey. It was very. It had moisture in it still. Do you guys deep fry at all? No. We have not uh. had the privilege of being any any with anyone for a holiday with a deep fryer. Also, Anna I've hates turkey. I've always wanted to try to deep fry a turkey, but that's like such a process. And I mean, once <laughs> once once like I'm in, involved with hosting Thanksgiving, I bet you I'll do the deep fry thing. Mm-hmm. But outside on concrete so that a just fire can't happen. Just also make sure defrost. that... Oh, yeah. Defrost, yes. And just make sure that you account for water displacement because that's the mistake everybody makes that causes fires. Oh, okay. What, fill it up with oil and then put the turkey? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people do that. They never account for the water displacement. I, my plan was to find an episode of Good Eats where Alton walks you through the whole thing and follow it meticulously. Mm -hmm. I suspect there is an episode of Good Eats that does do that. Yeah. And if not, I'm you sure see. he'll cover it in his new series. Mm -hmm. 
You see, my secret to keeping the turkey nice and moist was to put it in the uh, chicken broth overnight and well, letting actually, it kind of soak in it. Well, actually, you just reminded me. The Alton method isn't frying. It's brining. Yeah, that's what I did. That's what I'm going to do. Forget frying. I want to brine. I like that idea. So, cooking cast. I like salt, though, so that helps. And maybe I mean, if you... If you get low-sodium chicken broth, it doesn't really get that salty. No, I want it to be salty. You Anna's mother doesn't use seasoning. She doesn't oh, like my God. At all. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, okay. Uh... <laughs> Cooking cast. What did Alice and Alex do on their holidays or winter? Get, get ill and lie in bed. Oh, cool. That's what I did last year. Yeah, it's great. It's it's the worst. Well, you're better now. And I Alex, better. I don't know what Alex did because he's still mine not was talking. on the same lines as Jonathan's. Oh no! No, 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 Stringer. That's a good one. Oh, the other John. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got confused <laughs> for reasons I can't explain. All right, so at ah. Uh, we should talk about what we've been playing. Who wants to go first? Me. Oh, go, Anna. I, so I... Had You've like... succumbed. You've succumbed to the cult of trails. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Josh is like so sad that he couldn't be here today because he wanted to geek out about trails. So I... I decided to give Trails in the Trails of Cold Steel a second try because I originally tried it February of last year and I fell asleep twice just trying to get through the I thought that hour. was Trails in the Sky you tried. No, 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 no. Like previous... Oh, you tried both. Okay. So hang on. Let me pull up. So in 2016... Folks, she has a spreadsheet with dates on it. Yeah. She knows exactly when she tried these games. So in 2016, I tried Trails in the Sky. And I played about six hours, and I was just like, Ugh, no, this game isn't for me. It was just too slow. Which is fine. Not every game has to be for me. No, they all have to be for me. <laughs> and so, earlier... The, but I'm a stable genius. Everybody, <laughs> everybody has been on my case. It's like, you have to play Trails of Cold Steel, because it's like totally your kind of game. You'll really like it. It's just like Persona, is what I kept hearing. And so I tried to play it earlier this year and I played like an hour of it in February and I fell asleep twice just trying to get through the first hour. I was like, nope, this isn't for me right now. I'll come back to it at some point. And I have two friends that have basically sh like not shut up about it the entire year. Um, and so I got to December and I'm like, okay, I have like 10 days before Christmas and I know I'm getting a bunch of games, but I don't really have anything that I'm motivated to play. So let's try Trails of Cold Steel again. And I did. And I got sucked completely into it. Like down the drain all yes. the way. Yes. So I played the poop out of that game. So I played. Did you play it on V? Vita? Did, did you did reach it into it Vita. with your shirt and smear it all over the plane? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. 
People who weren't here for the pre-show. Are oh, not was that gonna... part of the pre-show? Yeah. Sorry. Yes, yeah, that the... was part okay. of the pre-show. <laughs> Somebody did something bad on an airplane. You can go look it up on your own time. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so if you're not joining us at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash Gamer, you will not understand this joke, which means that you need to do so moving forward. That's on Saturday mornings. Um... So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I totally got into the game. I was loving it. I, and then my friend who was harassing me the whole time to play, it was like, by the way, did you know that there are secret quests that just don't show up unless you know to talk to the right person? And I was like, what? And so he kind of walked me through how to get one of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, mine completely blowed. And then I pulled up an FAQ. I'm sorry, if you did what? So there are there are secret quests in this game. Secret quests. Yes. Secrets. Okay. And so there are quests that are only available if you talk to specific NPCs at specific times. Oh dear. Okay. Well, I should point out that if you aren't talking to every NPC multiple times in the get in the Falcom game, you're playing it wrong. Oh okay. That's that's <laughs> the worst. Ah. You know, here, Alex, one of the things I love in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is if people don't have something new to tell me, they don't have a star in their head. And I yes. love that. Like, I wish all games did that because I'm so tired yeah, of just in, hearing the same thing over and over trying to trigger an extra talk scene. Ah. Yeah, and Falcon, they always change. They always have something new to say. Yeah, that's why they take 80 billion years to localize Falcom games. So, <laughs> yeah, so he walked me through how to get one of them. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is amazing. So I immediately pulled up in a thank you. <laughs> it's like, I'm never going to find these on my own. So I was kind of loosely following an FAQ as I was playing just to make sure that I wasn't completely derping on the hidden quests. Um, and yes, that was significantly helpful. And yeah, I had a lot of I played it and I played it and I played it and I played it. And uh, for those of you who follow me on Twitter, which is AM Privateer, um, I I always post updates about the games that I'm playing. And so people were following along who had previously played and got to see me reacting to the like unbelievably mind blowing plot twist at the end. Ah! So, Alice, have I you played it. Trails of Cold Steel? Alice or Alex? Alice. No. The it's on end, my wish list, though. Something at the end makes this game one that's for you. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how to take. I'm not quite sure how to take that. Gundams happen. Oh, okay. Out of. <laughs> well, and then Chris got very angry at me because and... she called it a Gundam, and it's not a Gundam. He had to explain to me that. What Gundams was... are mecha, but not all mecha are Gundams. It's a very important distinction. It's that a little was... bit like calling it's a little bit like calling all games consoles Nintendos. There you go. And I showed you the poster <laughs> for that the other day. Yes, that's amazing. Nintendo had to put out posters <laughs> to try and protect their trademark in 1990 to discourage people from calling all game consoles Nintendos. <laughs> 
<sighs> so you are um, you got all the DLC. Tell people who are looking into Trails of Cold Steel how good of a deal is buying the DLC. Anna, that's a question to you. Sorry, what was the question? You got all the DLC. Yeah. How important is that for people? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. No. It seemed like it was a big deal to you. Uh, yeah, I loved having it, but it's not handy. It, it, I mean, it's super handy, but it is not required. Okay. Because you immediately went to the second game as soon as you finished the first game and, and bought all the DLC. Yeah, so. yeah, of course. Because <laughs> it is super handy to have. Okay. And I really liked having it. But is it necessary? Nah, absolutely not. Does the first game? Does the se Does the first game end on a cliffhanger like Trails in the Sky? Total cliffhanger. Okay. Like nothing is resolved. Like, how do I explain this? You, you probably can't without well, spoiling. You know? It's the first quarter of the series. Yeah, there's four of these things now. Yep. I didn't even know there was going to be four. I thought there was just going to be three. Well, I think they announced there's going to be four after they properly announced the third one. All right, so for people who are like, I need to finally get in on this, what systems are these games on? All right, so the first one is on PS3, mm -hmm. PS Vita, yeah, PS... and PC. Okay. The second one is on PS3? Same. And Vita. Uh, it's, it's, yes, same and Vita and coming the, to PC. It's coming year. to and PC. It's coming to PC. The it's third also, one, yeah, both are also on PS4 in Japan later this year. Japan. Mm. Yeah. Um, the third one is not out yet, but it's PS4. Oh, and... It's out only in Japan and hasn't been announced for right. localization yet. Um, the and third then... one. And they've already announced the fourth one now. Yes. And it is, I don't think they've really confirmed systems yet, have they? It's PS4. It's PS4? Okay. No Vita? Yeah. Nah. Oh, they're done with that. C wasn't Vita either. Yeah, oh, so people are hoping they go to either. Switch, I bet. Uh, there hasn't been any indication that they're going in that direction. But yeah, that doesn't mean people won't hope for it. There's no save file carryover, is there? So between yeah. the first two games, there is. So how do you go to yeah. the third game with a save file? Though? You don't. Oh. It, you don't need the yeah. Poke Transporter? <laughs> No, anything that you transfer over is basically bonus stuff. There isn't any... Listen, you up, you upload your Schwarzer well, to the here, bank. Here's the thing that I've noticed is um, the thing that transfers over is two bonuses based on your school rank and the final level of Reen. Um, but one of the things that you do is you choose a partner during the playthrough of the game. And it can be male or female. Only the female ones are romantic. Um, but that's not canon. So, so they don't keep that over? Right. So okay. when you get to the second game, they choose a specific one to be canon. Oh. No, they don't. You actually get to pick again. Oh. Obviously. Well, no, no, no. It, but I... but it, It's written so that everything can be just... But carry the over. scene at the end of the game does not carry over. Oh, yes. That won't change that. So, like, that, the ending that you choose is not considered canon. There is only one of those endings that is considered canon because I just triggered it in the second uh... game. Well, that's great. 
Okay. Yeah, it's Let not the... a big piece of canon. That no, anyway. it isn't. It is very minor. You can't throw it away. <laughs> but but um but I can see why the waifu wars exist in this particular game. Do you start at level one in the second game? No. Okay, good, because you did in Trails of in the Sky, and that pissed me off. And they do give you a semi-good reason why you start at a lower level in the second game than you would have finished the first game. Yeah, in, in Trails of the Sky, like your char- main character actually goes off to train and she still starts at level one. I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Uh-huh. Can I can I load my Mass Effect 2 save into this game? No. Okay. There are other games that I can do that in. So, yeah, they're called Mass Effect. Well, also Frog Fractions, too. So, and yeah, so here's the funny thing is, is like, just to kind of set the tone of the second game... The prologue is actually called The Depths of Despair. So, like, as I said on Twitter, literally everything goes wrong to start this game. (laughs) It's like everything that can go wrong goes wrong at the start of this game, and you kind of just have to recover from there. Like, you've got me really wanting to play it. So now <laughs> I've so, got other stuff. So you're saying the Trails of Cold Steel 1 is the dark middle chapter? No. <laughs> Even though it's the first chapter. No, no. no. I'm saying the prologue uh, of the really second not. game. Oh, okay. The prologue of the second game is... Is the dark middle wow, chapter. Wow, everything has just gone horribly wrong. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can't say anything to be spoilers. I know. There's still, this story. This game is very narrative based. I was going to say I'm looking forward to Anna's reaction later. What I have a question for is: do the do the do the systems of this game change from the first to the second at all? I yes. know you haven't played three or four, so like, okay, so it's not just a continuation of the story and the same gameplay. They actually shake things up a little. Yeah. Okay. So not majorly, it's not majorly. Stuff, it's oh, it's all ref- yeah. it's so there's a few things that change, few minor things that change, and then there's a few additions. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that they change, um, and it gets called out in a call. It doesn't get called out in the game, but like I did a bunch of reading, and everybody seems to confirm this is um, one of the things that they did is like they completely schlocked the accuracy of physical attacks and they increased the efficacy of magic attacks because by the time you got to like three quarters of the way through um, the first game, uh, magic was basically useless. And so it was like you, there was no point in having magic characters in your party it was like you had Laura and Fee and your character and then someone to heal you. Fee? Like the Skyward Sword sword? No, Fee. Oh. F-I-E. Oh, okay. Or is it Fi? I don't know. Alex? I've just been watching Zeldathon, so I have no idea. I think what. it's Fee. It's Fee. I'm sure it's Fee. Yeah, Fee. I'm pretty sure it's Fee. Yeah. Does she okay. ice skate? No. Okay. It's not Fi. Fee. It's not whoever. Okay. How long are these games, the chat room asks? Um, so it depends. Oh. Long. Okay, if you play them like Alex, how long are they? Uh, about like, 40 hours each. 
Oh, really? That's doing all the side quests? Yeah. So yeah. If oh, that's not I bad. followed uh, an FAQ, I did not follow it religiously. Uh-huh. Um, it, and it took me 56 hours to beat the first game. 56. Bearing in mind that I am a How did you take player. longer with an FAQ? Because I'm a slow player. But Alex was doing everything, and you don't always do everything. I'm a slow player. Okay. You're just going to say that over and over. All right. You know, you asked me these know, questions I like know. you expected a different answer. I do. <laughs> I, I should learn. I'm also, yeah, I'm a bit more familiar as well, so I sort of know how they're structured and everything, so I know what I can do without bumping things forward, etc. So Okay. Right. It would have been quick for me. <laughs> yeah. So. How similar are these games to the Trails in the Sky games? I can't. I know you that. can't answer. It's not a question for you. Um, I'd say, I mean, the main difference, obviously, graphically, is the Trails and Sky games are sort of isometric view, while these are proper action RPG style. Yeah, these are much more 3D, modern 3D, 3D camera, etc. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. The basic structure of combat is pretty similar. So you've got all the attacks that have ranges, you get position all the characters things like that though Trails in the Sky moving was more part of the thing so Trails Gold Steel was more traditional turn based than Trails in the Sky was which was slightly more tactical but I mean it's similar so you're usually travelling to a certain area for the plot which is quite similar in both there's usually sections where you're in you're in a bit around a certain city for a lot of plots, they do stuff in that city and then move on to the next one and so forth. But there's quite a bit of difference in Cold Steel, actually, just with how it's an obvious leap in generation of console, PC, etc. So, okay, all right, Anna, mm-hmm. you, did you play anything else? I think we're good. I think we've Run the gamut on the Trails game. Cold Steel, Cold Steel 2. Oh, that, that is it, huh? Yep. All right. I'll forget it. <sighs> Alex, you didn't play any Trails of games, right? No, I'd already played them. Right. <laughs> but did you play anything Falcom? Oh. Yes, I've been I've been playing Taiko Zandu EX Plus, which is the PS4 version of Tokyo Zandu. Which is, is this a visual novel? No, it's... Um, does it take place Fal- in a high school? It, yeah, it does. Ah. It, it's Falcom doing a sort of cross between East Trails and Persona. Persona. <laughs> that sounds like it could be very good or terrible. <laughs> just yeah. to narrow the it percent, down. Yeah, the Persona bit's a bit blown up. I think it's more just the fact that it's set in a... High school. Set in high school and has the um, bonding stuff that Charles of Cold Steel has. So where you, you do events and other things and you get level up your bond with the other characters and that gives you bonuses, etc. So, but yeah, I played the original the original one on Vita, so I'm sort of testing out the PlayStation Did they improve it at all? Or... Um, uh, uh, what they mostly did was add bits of content to it so there's a load each chapter now has a side story just after it 
which focuses on one of the characters, and you do du- a dungeon with with them. Okay. So it's a bit concept. It looks pretty. It looks rather nice on PS4 actually. So that's one of the improvements. It definitely benefits from being able to play on PS4 graphically. So. But otherwise, combat and everything else is basically the same. I think there's yeah, one. There's one new. What kind of combat character. is it? Is it like first person dungeon crawl? That's a bit, or? That's a bit like uh, East. East. Oh, East. It's okay. actu- it's actually so you RPG run into the with... enemies and bump into them to do damage. Uh, modern East. Oh, modern East. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I so that's uh oh so more like a uh tales of no not tales of um I don't know something where you run around slashing things. Yeah. Slashing and dodging and so forth. Action yeah. RPG. So I'm looking at a video of this and dude got sucked into a labyrinth and he's like, huh, how can I be in this place? I was just at high school, blah, 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 blah. One of those games. All right. Yeah. Okay. At least it doesn't do the um, he died, but only he didn't actually die. Okay, yeah, right. Which is what all the games are doing at the moment. <laughs> But the character did have a temporary amnesia, it looks like. So it's fun. You get a lot of characters that are basically uh, says Trails of Cold Steel characters. (laughs) Really? So this this guy is a lot like Green, yeah. So it's like they're anime stereotypes. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the main female character is quite a lot like Alyssa as well. So, is this um very uh, is this all voice acted? It's a bit like uh, Cold Steel, so it's a lot of it's voice acted, and then you will get bits that weirdly aren't. So, oh. but that's Falcom's usual budgeting thing is that they'll they will quite happily sacrifice some voice acting to put other stuff in. So, okay. the usual Falcom MO. It's also got. The usual Falcom soundtrack as well, which is really fun to listen to. Whew. And then you've been playing a game I know I like, Divinity Original yes. Sin 2. Yes, I finished it over Christmas. You finished it? Oh, oh I'm nice. jealous now. Yeah. Did you, you... I, was playing, I was playing on Explorer Mode. Cause... And you must have not done all the side stuff. I did quite a lot of the side stuff. There okay. was bits that I obviously that I didn't want to do and... Bits that I briefly tried and got sorted and just went, nope. All right, so this is a Western RPG, computer RPG, whatever you want to call it. What, who was your character? Who'd you pick? I created a generic character. Oh, no. You didn't take a character with a background and all their quest lines? Ah, I'm bored. Oh, no. But I, I was did, hoping I you did, were going to tell me cr- you played as Fane or something. Like, no. No, so, oh. that was my main character, but I did have... I think I ended up with Sebil, Losa, and Ifan All right. in my party. Mm. I didn't pick the... Who else was it? Yeah, the, the undead others. guy or the dwarf. Yeah. yeah. And the guy dwarf and lizard. The, the dra- dragon, yeah. Lizard. Fine, fine. No, I'm, I've tried to get into... Western RPGs like this before and failed abysmally every single time. So, so did this one work for you, or did you have to push through it? Uh, I think 
the only issue I had was when I was playing it on a laptop that really isn't suited to playing it. <laughs> yeah. So that, that that's where the, most of the fishing comes to, but I didn't have as much an issue in this one. It feels a lot more st- sort of structured and how you, you've actually got an idea of what you're supposed to be doing at the start. Well, the other CLPGs didn't really give me that direction that I wanted. All right. And I think the other CRPGs obviously had a problem trying to understand how the magic works. Oh, this one's a bit less obvious, and I don't need to pay as much attention into figuring out how that all work, ties together and so forth. But. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun exploding everything. I, yeah, I, I really like the, that game. And Well, that's what didn't appreciate the exploding everything, but. It was satisfying. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of elemental interactions in that. Um, and I find the, the second one has really good writing. And, oh, yeah, all things pretty good. Yeah, the I writing, need to finish the writing it was dropped out. Yeah. Those of the quests were a lot of fun to just do and see how you could. I, I mean, I think that's, you know, Western RPGs, they live and die on their writing. So, like, it's basically find the stuff that Chris Avalon wrote and play it. Um, yeah. Well, the character stories were good as well, actually. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, All right. That's probably a dark horse of games of the year, that one, actually. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I imagine it will be. All right. So I'm looking through the list of games here, and Alice, I can't take my eyes off your list. Alice, you played Super Hot VR? Yep. Is it as awesome as it looks? It is pretty fun, yep. Which um, uh, VR so, system are you using? Uh, I am using a Vive. All right. And you, uh, all right, so you, you're grabbing guns, throwing them at people, shooting things, yep. dodging bullets, you know, all the sorts mm-hmm. of things you, one does in Super Hot, but now in VR. Um, yep. Cool. Um, um, it is designed for um, there. There is a, an implementation of it for um, uh, people who have standing or seating configurations, like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather than the um, super hot, or like the regular super hot, <clears throat> instead of moving around the levels, you basically have a, a level consists of several fixed points mm-hmm. that you then. Do do your super hot things for, and then you basically grab a grab an object in the world, and it moves you to the next one until you finish the level. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yep, uh, it does lead to some weird things like matrix dodging in your chair to mm-hmm. get out the way of bullets because <laughs> your because your hitbox is roughly where your headset is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently I hit David a couple of times with my Vive controllers. Oops. Uh, I think I may have also hit my monitor once or twice. <laughs> I'm a bit clumsy. But did you catch bullets with your gun to reload your gun? Uh, yes. Good. It's very important to do things like that. It's super hot. And it is also possible to use your hand to grab a single bullet as well. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 
Uh, but there are. It's basically it does lead to a couple of situations where, in order to, because um, the, the the whole gimmick about super hot is time only moves when you move. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but that does mean that while you're waiting for an enemy to advance towards you and you've got nothing that you can throw at them or shoot them with, you kind of just have to sit there and like sort of whirl your fingers or, or whirl your hand with the controller. <laughs> nice. Just to keep the time, just, just to keep the time, time moving. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, wave your head around like you just don't care. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I have finished, I have actually finished the main story mode for it. Um, but that unlocks, like I think the original does, that unlocks things like endless mode, survival, speedrun modes, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think there's, um, for Superhot VR, they added some sort of like party demo mode for people to just get in and get a quick taste of the levels and stuff. Yeah, there's a couple of games that have that. Um, where you basically you either pick an option at the start or a, a, you select an option while in game and it instead of it being like a like a level based or a like level progression um siren to vr does this as well um you pick like an arcade mode which is designed for people who are running vr like cafes sweet mm-hmm. oh all right what else you play on your vr headset um well siren to vr is like basically play you playing ninja um, it's still in early access, from what I remember, but I did very much enjoy playing it. It's sort of there's some broad similarities to Super Hot VR, but instead of having a fixed location, there is a uh, movement system mapped to the um, yeah, teleport to move sort of thing. Or yeah, although it does actually like um, you either dash to that location or like jump. And you can double jump, and there's an unlockable triple jump skill. And it can actually get a little bit disorientating. I imagine it would, yeah. Yeah, because you can, like, jump off, like, high platforms and stuff like that. And that takes a little while to get used to. Yeah. Uh, And if you're prone to VR motion sickness, there is an option to... This may not be the game um, for you. (laughs) Well, no, there is an option to turn on, um, like, instant teleport move rather than like dash move or jump move oh, okay. uh, which eliminates most of the motion sickness aspect of it mm-hmm. um so if you are prone to vr motion sickness and you want to pick that game up you do that got it turn to make sure turn that option on otherwise you might lose your lunch so it looks like so, in this game you are like a cyber ninja with a sword and a gun yep all right you actually have like a like a pickable weapon loadout um i think they're still working on adding new ones but as well as pistols and little submachine gun things as a bow and arrow uh shurikens you know that kind of stuff i just i do like the sword and pistol mm-hmm. as a left and right although uh you do actually in the current version of the game previously they had almost like a weapon wheel option on one of the buttons uh but now you might be able to turn that back on if you can i have not found the option for it um otherwise you actually do have to like reach with the controller and grab where the weapon is off your character model. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so you have to, so for, for my usual setup, I have to reach down and uh, click the trigger to pull the pistol off the leg slot. And also the sword is on the back slot. So you have to sort of reach around and grab it off your back using the other controller. 
Um, it's kind of weird because I never thought I'd really like motion controls, but for some reason VR is, I wouldn't say different, but I know it just seems to work a lot better for me. Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of helps that um, when I was uh, very young, there was a, uh, a BBC Horizon documentary it was broadcast on BBC Two in like 1991. And it was about VR as seen through the eyes of people in the early 90s. And uh, I think my dad recorded it. A lot of pterodactyls at that time. Mm. <laughs> but my, uh, my dad recorded it on VHS. And, um, you know, I, I watched it several times. And now I'm, you know, finally getting to see the, the results of that technology. I kind of went through the same thing, but to a lesser degree, I got into watching Lawnmower Man and thought that that was the pinnacle of VR stuff and it could never get better than that. And You watch that movie now and PS1 games look better than the <laughs> VR in that movie. Mm. I mean, I've also used... I've not mentioned it on my playing list, but I've also used things like um, I've transferred my uh, Elite Dangerous account over to Steam so I can use uh, the VR mode in that. Because um, it just works. Yeah. They've already they've already set that up and configured it. So, um, what else? Anything else? Mm. Uh, it says you played more Fantasy Star Online too. <laughs> yeah, I went and did the Christmas event repeatedly. Turned out it actually had good drops. Oh, good. So, I got I got a nice sh nice shiny set of thirteen star weapons for most of my character classes as a result. I'm happy to announce to... that I did not get sucked into Fantasy Star Online 2. Thankfully, the event is actually still going until next Wednesday. So I could still get sucked into Fantasy Star Online 2. Okay. Uh, and, oh yeah, no, there is one running tonight at 10 o'clock, my time. <laughs> um, oh. They did also release the first emergency quest boss of Episode 5, which is a gigantic red dragon, which is quite an enjoyable fight but um i'm kind of waiting to see where where else they go with this it was interesting because uh there was some discussion in our last cast before christmas about um was it fantasy star 4 kelly you were playing yeah 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 so because the whole point about episode 5 in fantasy star online 2 is after the last episode story was set on an alternate earth in 2027 and therefore had a kind of very like modern future feeling to it um they kind of dialed it like way back and um episode five is, has a lot more uh like fantasy it's elements like a castle to it. they're running around in this video yeah I'm it's finding. like a medieval castle and um, a number of the NPCs that they've introduced uh, like share names and appearances with old members of the fantasy, the original Fantasy Star cast. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's like an Alyssa and stuff like that. Yeah, and they've also uh, one of their more recent costume lottery things was uh, some like old timey outfits from the original. I think they were mostly designed after the original. But do you get a muscat mini pet? That's what I want to know. Um, I think it is actually possible to get uh, Mew from uh, Fancy Star 1 as a mag. 
I'm watching. Parents. Okay, this is weird. I'm watching people queue up for this dragon, and one person's dressed up like a frog, and one person's dressed up like a combo between a rabbit and a bear. What is? Yeah, wrong? welcome to welcome to PSO two costumes. Okay. It's a it's a wild wild world out there. It's okay. also, I think, how they make most of their money. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so the most of those are cosmetic, real money purchases. Yeah. Because in, in Fantasy Star 4, you actually find uh, Muse descendants in a cave on Desiris. Yeah, um, in Fantasy Star Online 2, uh, a Mew does appear. Um, he's more of a like a bonus boss that they throw in. Um, he, he has like crazy damage resistance, uh, can't be killed. And um, the only way to kind of get rid of him is to shatter his sword which he occasionally drops because he's clumsy. Hmm. And when you when you shatter his sword, uh, he cries a little bit, whirlwind attacks the nearest person for a couple of seconds, and then disappears again. Uh, but what normally happens is him disappearing causes another boss to spawn, and that boss can be like anything. He's, like basically, he's basically a boss summoner. Does he carry the sword in his mouth like Sif from Dark Souls? I have no idea. Uh, He's just, he is kind of adorable, but yeah. Dogs with swords are A plus for me. I, I approve. Yeah, Mew's a cat. Oh, cats with swords are also A plus for me. Any four-legged creature that carries a sword in its mouth and fights can, with it. Can you give content. the dog in Metal Gear a gun? I don't remember, I don't know how that dog works. <laughs> you can do things like that, right? Can have a dog that does stealth kills for you. That's important. All games should have that. Oh, uh, um, Diamond Dog. D Dog, yeah. That's it. Yeah, D Dog. I just think he looks cute in his little sneaking suit. <laughs> it's very important. Um, yeah, okay. Oh, they're fighting this dragon now. All right, so Fantasy Star Online 2, you played more of that. And then I think yep. you wrapped up, it says StarCraft 2. What the heck yeah, have you been doing in StarCraft 2? Playing the co-op mode, because I never played it. Oh, the commander stuff? Yeah. Oh, is it any good? Yeah, it turns out it's actually really fun. Oh, Anna, we should play that. Because there are two reasons why I think it's fun. The first is each of the commanders usually has some kind of, like, gimmick. So they don't have access to all of their races units but in exchange they get like um uh, either stuff from the campaign or like unique abilities that change how they're played uh the other one is the co-op missions themselves are basically like a, a best hits across of all of the fun missions from all three main starcraft campaigns starcraft 2 campaigns I should say. oh no do you have the one with the with having to do stuff during the day and then defend during yep, the night. Yeah, that one's yep. one of them. That one's one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the train robbery one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the escort harvesters mm. one also explains where the science, the the nerdy scientist guy from the first campaign went. Ah, okay. Um, and yeah, and the characters, um, like, for example, um, uh, if you buy StarCraft, um, the remastered version, you unlock uh, Stukov. Mm -hmm. And he kind of just works in terms of just spawning like huge numbers of zombie troopers. 
he also has infested siege tanks that fire banelings. Hold up. Kelly, is your cat going crazy or something? Yeah, he was scratching, <laughs> and I took off his collar so that he wouldn't make noise, and now he's proceeding to play with his collar. Now he's making even more noise. <laughs> Sorry. All right, just checking. Uh... All right, Alice, you've got me intrigued. I need to try some of this co-op stuff. Mm. I picked up there was on sale like all the co-op commanders so I think I picked that up from oh did you yeah I don't yeah know. I mean one of the other ones I mean uh, like uh, Nova um, has like a fairly normal Terran army but in exchange for losing a couple of units uh, and them being horrendously over cost mm -hmm. uh, they are like extremely powerful individual units like a regular, if I remember right, a regular StarCraft Marine costs like 100 minerals and is kind of crap. Mm -hmm. Whereas Nova uh, uh, calls, calls down four Marines anywhere she has vision. They are like, have three times as much health and deal double damage as to regular Marines, but cost 600 minerals a pop. Jeez. <laughs> it's, she's the micro commander. <laughs> Yeah, she's basically like tight, like small number of units that are really powerful. Yeah. Um, and then other characters like um, uh, Dahaka, the primal Zerg, uh, mm -hmm. doesn't use creep, like at all. Does he tunnel? Yeah, he's got yeah. like tunneling creatures. That's what he does uh, in Heroes of the Storm. His, bar his <laughs> barracks can move. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. So each 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 commander is unique, and it's the the missions are fun. Like now, not just been playing with randoms up to this. Alice, time. I've been told to ask you what your APM is. I have no idea. I didn't think you Although know. I have, I have the Diva announcer, so it obviously needs to be higher. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, ooh, Jonathan, I see a game on your list. I'm really curious about. Hmm, is it they are billions? It is. <laughs> I saw this streaming on Twitch and I realized I've never heard of this before. What is going on? And it appears to be a real-time strategy zombie defense game? I don't get it. What is yeah, this? Yeah, that's pretty much it. And I didn't realize it became such the little viral type hit it has become. Mm -hmm. I just got it because it looked cool and kept popping up in my queue. Or it popped up in my queue. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And so I bought it over the Steam sale, played it some. Well, it's a real-time strategy game. I think more in line with, say, the feeling of it. It's like a, more of a command and conquer red alert as opposed to like a StarCraft 2. Okay. And um, it's not a go out and kill the other enemy's base. It's it's kind of, it's a, it is like a survival, maybe almost tired of fence in a way. Maybe if that seven days to die game, it's kind of similar, but in an RTS format or you get waves that come attack your base every so many days. Mm -hmm. And you have to survive. You basically <clears throat> create a little uh, colony that has to survive in a zombie apocalypse uh, for so many days. So you randomly put you on a map, and where you're actually randomly put on the map makes a big deal. Uh, you're starting your starting position because you have to get resources, and a lot of times they're going to be outside of your little base comfort zone. So you have to expand, and when you expand, you need more troops and. Uh, you try to get iron and stone. Do or you require oil, more Vespine you... gas? 
No events being guessed. Oh, okay. Not in this. Okay. Remember, it's like, it's like, red alert. Right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> the but now you uh, there's there's a big space issue in your base of putting things down versus expanding versus being able to, to properly defend your base and and withstanding those uh, attacks. And you also kind of want to uh, there's like various resources lying on the ground sometimes so you a lot of times will want to send some troops and go scouting around um it's really hard <laughs> it's difficult to actually win i've played three games they take about my game is taking about two three hours each my first one i died you know day 20 my second one i died day 78 this I played one last night and I died at day 87 and I was trying to make it 120. So I put it at 120. It's a little easier. If you put it at 100, you get more raids faster. So I don't have it on the easy setting. I don't have it on the challenge. I think mine's accessible. So I'm trying to get all the. Yeah, I'm sitting here going the, through YouTube and everyone's just putting up videos of them on brutal with brutal population 180 percent. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But oh, that sounds like you'll get wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so a lot of the game is really going to be being efficient in your build, build queue, getting a pretty fortunate beginning map, and uh, knowing when. Because you basically there's a lot of trade offs. And uh, I hate wave based uh, games. Like, does this have a mode where it's not just an endless wave that you can't ever overcome, or is that what this game is? What do you mean endless wave that you can't ever overcome? Like. Okay. What I don't understand is like most of the modes I'm seeing, it's like how long can you last, right? And yes. like how do you is there a way to have a map where you just win that you don't Well, if is, you is it just last get to that a long, you win. That's what it is? Okay. The, so you're supposed to last 100 days is default, but they have X amount of waves that are going to happen. I don't know the exact number in 100 days. So if you pick 120 days, it's actually easier because you spread out the waves. Okay. So you basically just got to survive the waves. and, and So it's, in that way, it's kind of tower defense-like. Do you play no pause? I play at pause. Okay. <laughs> Apparently that's the thing that the masters do. They play no pause for I am. I'm challenge. sure I that, that would be more of a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of got that roguelike element to it. Yeah. Uh, each game's new. You see how long you can last kind of thing. Yeah. So that's the appeal of it. It's not for someone that just wants a, a casual RTS game. Yeah. This is definitely going to be, you want to keep challenging yourself. You want to make it harder and get better. But at first, I got to defeat it on accessible. I haven't tried it on easy yet. Maybe if I can't finally defeat it on that, I'll put it on easy. But um, whatever it is, though, it's pretty addicting. And you kind of like, what could I have done better? What will my new map look like? So oh, okay. it's a lot of fun. I really, I've had a blast. However, I think there needs to be more units. Uh, There's six right now. Mm-hmm. Um so mostly you're gonna have a ranger. You get you start off with four rangers and a soldier. The rangers shoot bows and arrows. I think it takes about four arrows to kill a zombie. And the soldier, I think it's about two gunshots. Uh, they will uh, <clears throat> eventually level up into veterans, and I think they have like more health and a higher attack rate or more damage. One of the two, or a combination of. And then you get you can get snipers, and those are your, your three base units. And then there's like three. Super powered units or, or advanced units, I should say. Uh, one's the Lucifer. I haven't played with him yet. I think he's got a flamethrower. Uh, then there's the Thanatos, mm-hmm. which I have had in two of my my last two games, and they're kind of like a, a slow moving rocket launcher. So they're really 
best as a base defender, and they're quite good at that. And then there's a Titan, which is like this walking mech thing. It's supposed to be just a, a badass. Mm-hmm. So you can probably get like five or six of those and destroy stuff. So I haven't got one of those yet. I was How much is this thing? The last thing? game, and I, and I got killed. The game? Yeah. Like 20 bucks, I think. Oh, nice. So indie thing. It's not too bad. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it definitely, it's still early access too. So there's more game modes that I think they're going to have. They're going to have more content to add, uh, more maps. So I think you can unlock more maps right now, maybe. I have a problem with this but, game, uh, though. I'm, what's that? I'm vehemently anti zombie game. So even oh. if I would like this, I don't feel like right supporting it because, like, I want people to stop making zombie games. <laughs> Uh, I don't mind. I don't like zombie <laughs> stuff to a degree. I don't like seek things out because they're zombie games. Uh-huh. But I don't have. I mean, they're fine. You could really replace the enemies with anything. I but know, I know it's some. I'm just being stupid. <laughs> like it could be aliens that rush your base, or like uh, Zerg or something. Anything like that would mm-hmm. kind of work the same. Um, but yeah, it's it's like a post-apocalyptic. I do like the charm in the game. It's got that steampunk-ish feel. Um, the characters say some kind of funny stuff. I like the the artwork design, so it's kind of it's a little little humorous. Doesn't take itself too seriously, so I do kind of like that about it too. Um, I could see where if you got pretty good at the game, that it would probably start getting boring. I I don't want to say boring sounds too harsh, but if you kind of get down the build this then then this then this you get this queue going down and you kind of got it down pat then there would be each game would kind of start playing the same and then the only difference would be which map you started off on or how the map looks so i think for someone who's still trying to win it's still a good challenge but if someone got really good at it then it would probably not be as much of one and until they start adding either more modes characters buildings and uh maps and such so but if that it's a lot of fun. It's a it's the head looks cool and it kind of exceeded my expectations to a degree. So I I want more. And other than I have talked about this a few, but PUBG finally went 1.0, so it's retail, and basically Yay. all the all the just new in stuff time is, to miss all the game of the year awards, right? Did it? Is it gonna miss it? No, I don't know. I don't know December. because it's like end of December and everyone starts doing their discussions a little bit earlier than that, right? <laughs> It it was like December fifteenth or something. Yeah, it happened somewhere I assume, around that. Right I assume it's gonna make it, so I don't know. Probably, that's probably why they did it. But so there's been a lot of hackers lately, which which is unfortunate. But supposedly they banned hearing. a whole bunch oh, good. last week. Hey. Yeah, I had one guy. We had the, the death cam where he had an automatic M4, and you could see every after every auto shot, it was snapping back to the head, so you could tell he was. He was getting headshots from like two, three hundred meters away with a red dot sight, and there's no way he was gonna. It was pretty ridiculous. So there's there's some of that, and some of the other friends have been playing with. Oh yeah, we just played with a bunch of hackers and blah blah blah. So and then some games are good. We had some good games last night, so it's uh, hopefully they clamp down. But that's as much as I love PC gaming. That's probably the biggest downfall. It's and it's, it's one of its biggest hands. strengths. Yeah, is that yeah? Because I'm already thinking mods. about how would I hack that zombie game to make it more fun for me. Yeah, but then yeah, but yeah, then, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. so it's like a, it's you, you, pros and cons. Um, and then I been playing through Grim Dawn. I played a lot of Grim Dawn. It's probably what I played the most. That probably that in PUBG over the 
over the break, but I went through a fresh character on the veteran Grim Dawn. I've beat, I went through and beat the main story campaign. I say beat, you know, it's like a Diablo game. You keep playing over and over loot grind, but I went through the campaign uh, of the, the original game and I'm probably about 80 to 90% done with the, uh, the Ashes of Malmoth expansion. Okay. So I'm I'm at Malmoth basically. So I don't know how much more I actually have, but I'm right there. So, and then I'll I'll keep you know playing around with characters and. I really should get around to Grim Dawn. I just haven't it's, yet. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's really it. I feel you know it's a Diablo game. So I, yeah, you know, and I just know what you're getting into. I know, and I like those games, and I just I have so many games to play. It's terrible. I really like the look of it too. I like the graphics. I like the uh, the style. I'm not, I always, I'm a sucker for post-apocalypse stuff. Mm-hmm. So that stuff's pretty cool to me. It. Uh, I have. I'm playing a warder, a two-handed uh, force wave warder. So that's the the tack I, I chose to build around. And uh, it's just kind of. It's a melee character, obviously, and you. Uh, the force wave shoots like a probably a four or five meter little wave straight out in front of you and damages everything behind it in front of you. So you just gotta spam that a lot and put some debuffs and buffs on and run around. It's it's fun. I think the next time I'll play with uh, multiplayer with some friends, I'm probably gonna use some kind of range caster type and give a different feel. But uh, the first one is always the hardest to really go through because everything's new and uh, subsequent characters you can you already have like a whole stash full of gear I can give to others leveling up and this character's unlocked a whole bunch of patterns that I can make a lot of stuff. So future characters are, will come half pre-geared at least. So, But other than that, that's mostly what I've been playing. I'm, I got a PS4 Pro. Ooh, for, cool. For How are you enjoying that? Uh, I haven't used it as much as oh, I, okay. I want. <laughs> I, I also got uh, Horizon. Uh, on Black Friday deal for like 20 mm-hmm. bucks so I want to play that I hear uh, it really makes good use of the PS4 Pro's graphical capabilities and then I, uh, in line with what Alice was talking about some of the um, thing about, I've thought about getting uh, the PS4 VR I've heard mixed things about it I've tried the Vive before it was alright um, I don't well, I don't think my room's set up or I'd want to kind of like run around my room plus I have little kids I could come in and I'd be like smacking them in the face or something on accident <laughs> um, or tripping over stuff but sitting down with the VR thing seems more appealing the The vibe didn't seem to have that as much of an option doing that but I, I guess it depends on the game just with all the sensors and stuff it seems like you're not fully taking advantage of it where the PS4 VR may be more in line but I kind of get, I really get, when I was using it, I get that, um, I can't think of the word, that uh, uncanny valley feeling with it. Oh, yeah. The I don't think the technology is quite there yet to be good enough to where the resolution issues and all that kind of stick out and it kind of breaks, it's like immersion with it with, and breaking immersion at the same time together. It's kind of a weird feeling. So I want it to get a little bit better. Um, but that's about all Okay. for me. Yeah, cool. Um, I will tell you what I've been playing. 
Um, and that is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I had so many plans this Christmas time to go and and take my Switch and play a bunch of games and finish a bunch of games. I was going to finish um, Battle Chef Brigade. I was going to finish maybe Breath of the Wild, or I knew I was probably going to get Mario for Christmas. I would start and play through at least like the first run of that, and then you know how a lot of stuff unlocks after the credits of Mario. Maybe I'd save that for later. But I didn't do any of that. I just played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because I've become addicted to hearing Tora say, meh, 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 and I can't kill without it. And I've I've been up and down emotionally with this game so much. Like, parts of it is like, it's so good, and the story is so good, and I like the sounds, and I like listening to Tora say, meh, and, and then there are parts of it, and it's like so boring, and I hate grinding salvage, but I want to get 500,000 credits because then I can buy this thing that I want even though I don't need it but and I just want to do it and oh, it's just up and down and back and forth and emotionally and I guess all I can say is this is a uh, really big deep well-crafted JRPG and it's got some bugs and some problems with it and they're making some things better and um, yeah this is uh, this is a this is a good one that's going to last a while in people's memories I think um <laughs> I can share in your pain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, have you felt it the, the same way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I am not in love with Taurus every time I fight because I, I, it just gets on my nerves. I, I wish I could turn off his banter because it drives well, me insane. Eventually you'll have more characters. You can swap him out if you want. But, but he's such a good tank. Right. Well, you'll get another tank option. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hopefully so. Cause, yeah, I that mean, tank he... option's pretty good too. So you'll you'll have options. Okay, that that's but good. But then you won't I... have Poppy, and, and Poppy's awesome. So. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Poppy's pretty good. Of course, I don't know how good you are at Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. I. Um, well, I'm very happy they added easy mode. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that changed the whole thing. Is like, oh, Tiger, Tiger is a doable thing now. Oh, I can touch the edges. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, it makes the whole thing different. Oh, I didn't know that you could touch the edges in easy mode. I was still yeah. avoiding them. No, you can you can bump into things. You still can't touch like the spikes, but like okay. all the all the bricks and stuff, no problem rubbing against them in easy mode. It totally makes it easier. It's a big Can deal. you can you also kill turtles in normal mode or You can kill turtles in both modes from below. Okay. That's how you kill turtles. Because when I figured out how to kill turtles from below, it was like, okay, this is also a game changer. Just mm-hmm. make sure to hit the jerks as you're going back up. And All right, so we're talking there. Tiger Tiger. And for people who don't know, this is the little like NES-style game that you use to get upgrade parts for Poppy. Um, and it, it's got a very bad menu system, but uh, you get in and you do a run, and it's just like a dive-down game, get the treasure chest, dive back up, don't get killed on the way. Um things to know about tiger tiger so there there's medals right kelly and mm-hmm. you get you get medals for um getting all the treasures and um you have to not get hit to keep treasures so when you get hit you lose treasures so you have to get all the treasures you get a medal for not getting hit um or actually it's not really not getting hit it's finishing with full life but either way you get a medal for collecting all the ether crystals um which if not for that medal you wouldn't really bother with them um and if you do all those medals you get a perfect and you get a b- big bonus and that's how you get past fifty thousand, which is one of the things you need to do for one of poppy's uh skill increases um 
another thing I found out you can do is there's a secret medal for pacifist, which is to not kill anything. Ooh. Yeah. So you can do all that and then get a big bonus, um, which that's really hard to do, though, because those things are in your way. And Mm -hmm. the idea of collecting all the crystals, but also doing pacifist, I don't know how you would do the both of those, but... um, but that's a hidden medal. I think there might be a hidden medal for killing everything, but I haven't seen that. Um, I don't think there is. So, but yeah, that, I figured people might want to know there's a hidden pacifist medal. But uh, you don't need to do that to get your 50,000. Your 50,000, do it on easy, do it on level one, get all the crystals. You don't have to kill all the enemies, which is a big deal to realize. You don't have to kill all the enemies. Avoid the ones that are taking you out of your way or are going to steer you into a spike or something. Mm-hmm. And um, get your crystals, try to avoid getting hit, get all the treasure chests, and get out. That's it. And then you get your 50,000, you're done. Play on easy. Playing on normal is an exercise in frustration. Uh, if you're into that sort of stuff, go for it. <laughs> and I take it you unlock different stages as you finish the main story? Yeah, it's story progression. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Because I'm on chapter three right now, and I'm still only on stage one. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be changing soon for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, how you liking the game overall, Kelly? Good? Bad? It, Just up and down uh, like me? <laughs> yeah, up and down like you, because I'm really enjoying just running around and killing stuff and exploring the overworld until I run into that level 80 gorilla that runs around yeah, that, but, in that okay. first spot, and then Just he... <laughs> He see well. I try to, but he doesn't ignore me. He he could spot me from half the place away, it seems. But luckily, I don't think you really get penalized for dying. You just no, kind of there's get, no penalty for dying, which is really nice, and I appreciate that. I wish more games would not penalize you for for dying in the middle of the place. But I guess because you can, it's so easy to wander into an area that you're not ready for. I guess. I mean, if they did penalize you for exploring, you'd just put your switch through the wall. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. I really like salvaging. Um, I really like being able to... My only to... problem with salvaging is it puts me to sleep, like literally. Um, huh. But I, I do like doing it, and yet then I find that if I'm doing it at, late at night, I can't last very yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, salvaging kind of gets into that Skinner box mm-hmm. mentality of, oh my God, what am I going to get? And the answer is you're going to max out the development of all these areas way ahead of when the game expects you to. <laughs> yeah, but that being said, I, you know, I feel like I've got all these core common core crystals that I don't know if I should open or not because I know that like later on you're going to get have access to rarer core crystals that'll like give you actually named. Oh no, you blades. can get you can get ra- you can get rare blades off commons as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's no reason you can grind yeah. those out now if you want. The here's the here's the big struggle with um blades and unlocking them in core crystals is the rare blades um each are going to have a type like attack, healer, or tank, right? Mm-hmm. And they may end up on a person you don't want them to be on. Um so then you have to choose whether or not to use your very limited overdrives to move them to another blade user or um release them and try and get them back later which you can do um okay and the other thing is the one thing about opening them now is you don't have all the characters yet 
Okay, so just hang on to him until I get my entire party. I I have not been doing that. Okay. I've just I've got like a few rate. I've got two or three rare blades on everybody now. And... Yeah, it's worth it's worth having three on every. Yeah. Person. Okay. And uh, yeah, I think that some blades you can only get through the sort of generic crystal cores, while others are special ones so yeah you'll get some through side quests you'll get some through this, those crystals what the what the rare core crystals and the legendary core crystals do is they just give you a higher chance of getting the rare blades but you'll okay, see a lot of I people didn't... who bitch about how they did all these legendary ones and didn't get a single rare blade and then they did like 10 commons and they got a rare blade it's just it's okay it's i RNG. didn't know that yeah it's all rng okay so the other thing that affects your chances is the the stats so you know when you when you pop a core crystal it's like do you want to use boosters and it's like yeah the the higher the stat um the more likely you are to draw a rare blade that is associated with that stat or something like that i don't know see, how exactly it works but it's something along those lines so see i wasn't sure if those boosters just like affected the base stats or not the game doesn't explain it no so your your blade stats are the blade stats this is all just affecting how likely you are to get the rare blade oh, okay that yeah, that makes more sense. I know. I was I was worried about that at first. Like, oh man, am I killing myself by not waiting till my stats are higher? It's like, no, no, you're not. Because when I was salvaging and turning in stuff for salvaging, it wasn't letting me turn in stuff because I was maxed out on the boosters. Yeah, so you, it's like, okay, do you know what I people sell end up doing? These? They just start selling the boosters to make. Okay. <laughs> uh, what I do is when I max out, I just pop some crystals to to use up the boosters, and then yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, and I found that's a good way to just grind some crystals without going crazy you know just use and up your I, boosters and move on <laughs> and i was also when i found out about the overdrive or the things to transfer the blades was limited i was like okay i wish i would have known that sooner because i transferred yeah, i know like a salvaging one to rex from oh and, and that doesn't really i don't know that that does anything for him does it Oh, I guess it depends if it's a field. Sal salvaging or... might if you're doing salvaging stuff, but yeah, you don't need it in terms of if you actually have to get past the point that needs salvaging or something. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing that's been driving me crazy is getting the affinity up because it gives you certain conditions to do the affinity, but then I feel like I'm doing these conditions, but the number's not going up. Like, specifically with salvaging, it says find 10 treasures to boost this affinity, and I'm finding treasures and not getting jack. Um, do you have them yeah, attached to them? I'm trying to figure out what you're referring to. So on the, on the little sphere grid for the blade, um, mm -hmm. you know there's multiple levels, right? And the levels yeah. have to be unlocked before you can unlock the little spheres within each level. Oh, okay. So, so I that's probably... a, there's a trust level with each blade that needs to go up. So sometimes I think you can see one of the, what the requirements are for future levels, but oh, you okay. can't satisfy them until the trust level is high enough. So that level will be highlighted. It'll glow if it's been unlocked. So that's probably what's going on for you. Okay, I see. And do you just fight with them to build the trust? Yes. Or... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there's see. some other things too. Like you can spam uh, pouch items to build trust. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, you can okay. you can bump trust as well by sending them out on missions. I think that does mm -hmm. it a bit. Yep. But, yep. Yeah. I think, yeah. Bath, I think battling is the quickest. Yep. Yeah, and I haven't unlocked the um, sending out on missions yet. Oh yeah, you're getting close thing to that. just yet, but it's because I get so sucked into doing the side quests oh, and just too. running yeah. around 
and exploring that I don't want to finish the story. I've had to figure almost all this out on my own. And one of the things that I've liked about this game, and, and I keep going up and down with it, right? One of the things I've liked about this game is how I feel like while all the systems obviously aren't just obvious and you don't pick them up immediately, they've all been things I've been able to figure out on my own. And that's made me mm-hmm. feel smart, even though I know it doesn't mean I am smart. So <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> I, I I get that. I wish that there was a library so that you could go in yeah. in game and read what things do. Yeah. Like I didn't know a thing about the boosters until I looked it up yeah. or like I, what boosters correlate with what. And there have been a couple things that I have just given up and gone to the game facts boards and yeah. people have posted very useful threads that totally explain, Oh, that's what I'm doing wrong. Okay. Well, like, a game with this many enemies and this many items and this many systems under the hood absolutely needs an encyclopedia. And the fact that it doesn't have yeah. a site in encyclopedia is kind of a failure. I mean, it doesn't even have a good map system. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's some deficiencies but, here. <laughs> but that being said, I still like the game. So I don't know. It, it's, it feels very polarizing. I like some days I like it and some days I just you got it. want to throw my switch. So <laughs> like, Oh, I don't want to play that today. Oh. <sighs> so on those days where I didn't want to play it, I came back the other day to here to Madison from Florida where we were for vacation and somehow, Oh, right. I, I was starting to play with wine on my Mac, which, uh, if you're a computer geek, Wine is a way to run Windows programs on non-Windows operating systems. And I figured, oh, what's a good game, uh, an old game that'll run but should be a challenge to get working? And I was like, I know, Final Fantasy XI. Let's see if I can get this thing to work. And lo and behold, it literally runs without issue. Like, I didn't have to struggle with it at all. It's just like they've figured all that stuff out. And Final Fantasy XI was just working on my Mac without running through a virtual machine or anything crazy like that. And I was like so impressed. And I logged into it and started running around like, oh, this is fun. I'm in eleven. I think there's like a free login period that's ending today or yesterday or something like that. And then somebody noticed I was on, um, who I haven't played Final Fantasy XI since I went, got into 14 last summer and played through like all the 14 story and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so my friends from 11 noticed I were on and somebody volunteered me to help with an event and things led to one another. Now I'm playing Final Fantasy XI again and <laughs> I just feel ashamed, <laughs> but now I'm playing 11 again and it's terrible and I really shouldn't. And, um, I just wanted to confess this to to you guys, my accountability podcast, to let you know that I'm playing Eleven again, and I feel terrible about myself. I really should sucking you back in. I know. <laughs> and so I've got like I was doing BCNMs last night to get money, and I've been literally got like four pieces of gear that I've been wanting for months that just people helped me get yesterday because everyone's advanced in levels since last I play so these things are easier for them to do and it's crazy and it's like there's no reason to play this game anymore it's just a gear grind for the sake of having fun and it's like why am I playing this and I don't understand I feel ashamed do you need an intervention I think so we, we, I we had one it was Chris. Final Fantasy 14 but they ran out of content for me to play well, th- well that's just like swapping crack for heroin no but it's <laughs> It's swapping crack for something much less addictive. So swapping crack for pod? I guess. Yeah. I guess so. And 14's kind of therapeutic, I guess, then, if you say it like that. 
I don't know. What, <laughs> what are we talking about? Kelly, what else did you play? <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that because I started out my Christmas break going, I'm going to chew through my backlog. And then Christmas happened and my husband got me a new graphics tablet for Christmas, which Ooh, if, like, you, what's that? if you don't know, I, I'm an artist and my spare time and I had used just like a regular Intos tablet before and having one where you can actually draw on the screen is a game changer. So, like, my evenings have been, well, I'm just going to pop on and sketch a little bit. And then next thing I know, three hours later, it's like, I've been sketching for three hours. It's too late to really fire up anything significant. So I'm just going to play WoW until I go to bed. So what kind and of graphics tablet my... is it? I'm sorry. It's... It's one of the cheaper ones. Um, okay. Do you ever see like behind the scenes at like Pixar or Blizzard where, where they're like yeah. drawing on these huge ones? Mm -hmm. This is like a fraction of the size and the cost of one okay. of those. Um, those huge ones. <laughs> you that won't you tell see me what it is though. <laughs> no, right. it, it's called a Parblo. Parblo. Um, okay. A Parblo Coast, I think. Coast you can look it up on Amazon. Or 22. Uh, Coast 10. A Coast Parblo 10. Coast 10. Right. You just call it Pablo? Parblo. Yeah, well, no, Parblo. P A R B L O. Do you call it Pablo? Oh, do you call it Pablo the Town? It's my, it's my little Pablo. Yes, he's my little Pablo. <laughs> but like the the thing with graphics tablets is that up until now, like the cheapest one you could find that was any decent quality was like eight hundred dollars. Well, I thought you and could do you this can... on like an iPad. No. Oh, you um, can't. The fine tip doesn't work, does it? Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Like I've tried to put graphics programs on my Android mm -hmm. and because the pressure sensitivity isn't there, you can't really do anything See, decent iPad with it. Pro with a Apple pen. Cool. Yeah. And I've heard, I've heard people being able to produce decent probably, stuff okay, like that. This but, is even better. I bet for you, but yeah, but like, I, <laughs> yeah, iPads are, you know, expensive. And the whole thing is that, you know, trying to find one for under $200 yeah. or even under like $400. Well, yeah, not, you, not the ones that support that pencil. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause like you can even get like decent Korean ones for $400, but you yeah. need, uh, like a decent graphics card and stuff for that because it actually hooks in via um, either like HDMI or a VGA cable. This tablet is USB only, huh. which is nice if you don't really have that kind of setup. Okay. So like this is a You can really... do QQ slash MSN chatting because that's relevant. I yeah. really love how this photo has an MSN messenger. Thing. Isn't that done? Didn't they shut it down? <laughs> I don't know. But... <laughs> But like the nice thing oh, it about supports this Windows one, XP, how convenient. Yeah. <laughs> but but the particular nice thing about this one is that it's only two hundred dollars, and it's yeah. a nice way to see if Ooh. a screen tablet is for you. Did they give you the glove so that you don't? Yeah, they gave me the glove so you don't accidentally set off the screen. That's really clever. Yeah. No. The, not only that, the glove is so that your hand kind of glides smoothly over it. Oh, is that what it's for? Okay. Yeah, and so that you don't get like all your sweat and skin flakes on the thing that's because that's really how you cause okay. cause scratches. Right. But um, this is a nice nice entry level one if you, if you want to like buy a screen tablet without having to spend four hundred dollars on something that you might end up liking, mm -hmm. because that's the problem with screen tablets they are stupid expensive. So. That's why I said in the show notes, like, 
I've been playing Art Academy real life. <laughs> the 3DS just wanting... isn't cutting it for you anymore, huh? No, no. So I, I set out wanting to do a whole bunch of gaming on my Christmas break and then got that tablet and then I've just been wanting to draw. You've just been and drawing. Oh, that's all right, though. Yeah, and pl playing WoW. And... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I like how you just sneak while well, also playing WoW. Because, like, yeah. obviously I'm not going to stop playing WoW. <laughs> yeah, well, I finally saved the money. you make fun of me for... needing an intervention for 11. No, I know. <laughs> she literally well... just explained why she was playing WoW before she went into the details of the tablet. Oh, am I an idiot? Yes. What did I miss? Yeah, well, well, yeah, because I was drawing so much and then it being too late to really do anything with gaming, but still too early to go to bed. So I would just pull up WoW and do pet battles. And then I ended up quitting that because clearly Blizzard has not play tested some of their pet battle achievements. <laughs> okay. Well, th there's a, an achievement where on Argus and on the Broken Isles, you have to beat every single pet battle master with teams of like all aqua pets or all dragonkin pets and stuff like that and because i have like a whole bunch of pets i thought okay this will be an easy achievement to face roll because you know i have all these pets leveled up i can do the strategies and stuff like that and then i ran into one where pretty much the entire strategy is you put together this team and just hope that the RNG gods are in your favor. Ouch. And at that point, it's like, okay, I'm not doing this achievement anymore because clearly Blizzard did not play test this achievement if that's the strategy. It's just put together this team and hope that RNG is in your favor. Just, it made me so angry. I wanted to put my mouse through the screen. So I'm not doing pet battles okay. for a while. But I did get save up, or I did manage to pull together all the money to get my light Gundam. Mecca. Oh, light Mecca. Sorry. <laughs> we can't forget the lessons we've been we've been taught. So calling it my light Ava is just totally off base. That's totally it? yeah. I mean, unless it's alive and is based off the DNA of your mother or something. Yeah. Mm, I, I I don't think so. Mm. No. In. I've said this before on my dumb head, all manned, manned robots are Ava's, all non-manned robots are Transformers. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I can appreciate that. <laughs> but, and I have been really enjoying what I've played of Xenoblade thus far, and I really want to play a lot more of it. It's just creativity is kind of taking hold. <laughs> creativity. Go. That works. Mm-hmm. I got a little uh, Note 8 phone last night. It's got a little stylus I can scribble stuff on it. It's pretty oh, cool. cool. Kind of remind me of that. Yeah, I cracked my other one, so this is my punishment. punishment. I love the Note 8. That's a now, good how, little phone. Uh, how fine-tuned is that? Your punishment was to get a new phone? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had to pay money for it. Uh, but still, <laughs> your punishment was a new phone? Yeah, it cost me. cost me money. So, yeah, but money. you could have gotten a used one from, like, Gazelle. Yeah. But that's yeah, not but as that's fun. Not part of, yeah, it's not part of my phone plan thing. 
I was like $200 away from the upgrade. So I was like, oh, I'll just pay $200. Now I get this one on there. And then I had to pay taxes and setup fees and all that. And I was See, like, he well, couldn't afford not to, Anna. So this wasn't really yeah. a punishment as much as it was a present. Well, I would have been just fine having my old phone not broken. So but you this don't really wasn't a punishment. So don't you understand, Anna? He as much had as to it do was this. A present. Yeah. This yeah. is important. Well, it's like <laughs> I <laughs> something. <laughs> You are doing a very poor job convincing me this was a punishment. Well, he doesn't have to convince you. Okay. The bank account loss of expense I didn't anticipate yet is the punishment portion. Okay. Uh-huh. The bittersweet, the sweet side of the bitter is I got a cool new Note 8. Okay. Now I'm on board. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. how I mean, So you've played with that. How fine. I have a little stylus thing. I've, I've kind of scribbled little text things to my wife to be funny, but how... Uh, quality is that compared to something like your pablo um i'm not gonna lie the pressure sensitivity on the pablo is not as good as what i was used to with my uh wacom tablet it's been kind of uh an adjustment trying to get used to you know being able to do very light lines like when i'm painting and stuff like that but you really you gotta to compensate for that you can just adjust your settings in photoshop to you know not have it be as sensitive and the other thing with the pablo tablet that i need to warn people about is that the color on it is not as good as like your monitor like Mm -hmm. right now my current monitor is a samsung that's plugged in via hdmi Uh and the color on it on the pablo is kind of like the difference between a crt and an hdmi thing well, actually, the CRT colors are really good. Well, I know, but the color on this one is not. <laughs> and unfortunately, I can't really figure... There aren't any configurations in the drivers to really adjust the color on it. So it's it. like an old LCD versus a newer LED or something. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. It, it's very washed out compared to what I'm used to. So, so for drawing or like for sketching, I sketch on the screen. But then for coloring, I actually look up on my... Uh, HD to actually get the colors I need. Well, one more question was: Is the the little stylus and stuff on a Note Eight? Is that just kind of for fun little like screwing around with, or is it actually pretty good to do stuff like that? You know, I've never tried on a Note Eight. Oh yeah, believe okay. it or not. Um, Obviously, the screen's smaller. Yeah, the screen is tiny. I mean, the stylus on that is a really nice stylus, and. I'm sure somebody that likes to draw like on post on post-it notes could probably get something going <laughs> for that. But because I, I have a more realistic style, I can't really do that. Uh, I'm not an artist at all. So I was just curious, but sorry, derailed the podcast with non-gaming stuff. So. Well, it's a, it's okay. So, uh, did uh, I, right. but I... so what I want to know, Kelly, is this leading to you getting one of those giant Microsoft surface desk things? Um, eventually when I get the money, (laughs) those look really cool for drawing too. Yeah. I've heard that the surfaces are really good. Um, Wacom kind of has a monopoly on screen tablets. They're kind of, they're kind of like the Cadillac of screen tablets right now. So, well, the surface is the, is, is like literally you drawing on the screen, right? So like the desk one, you know what I mean? Yeah. That seems cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like what Blizzard uses. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but... I, I, I don't know. I just want somebody to use one of those and tell me it's good or terrible. 
I've heard that they are comparable with some of the really nice Wacom ones. Cool. But that's what I've heard. I've never, I've never actually played around with one. And like my husband and I went to Micro Center. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that electronic store or not. I, I hear about them during Black Friday sales and then be like, well, we don't have one of those around here. So forget about that. <laughs> yeah, there's one in Kansas City and it's like huge electronic store that has like all kinds of neat stuff. So I asked them if they had this antiques and it was like, yeah, but we don't really have the floor space to set one up as a demo <laughs> station. Okay. And they were like, are you friends with that girl last week that was in here asking about those? I'm like, no, I don't even live here. <laughs> it, it was just kind of a funny moment. Apparently they get asked about those a lot, but they're Gee, too Maybe they should put to... one out. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Hard to sell like, them when you don't show them. <laughs> well, I mean, there's such a niche thing that not everybody wants one. So I can kind of understand why they don't want to put something that expensive out because, you know, some, you know, some moron's going to try and draw on it with a Sharpie and ruin it. Oh, that's a good point. That's, that's how people are with public, public display stuff. So I I completely understand why they wouldn't want to have an eight hundred dollar display be ruined by the masses, but at the same time, there's not really a good place to go try one either. Okay. At a future date, not on the podcast or after one, I'll tell you some pretty cool stuff I got to use uh, and like a uh, for this the work the kind of work stuff I do with these big touchscreen displays and stuff mm-hmm. for uh, control centers or mm-hmm. uh, control rooms for like big plants, but. Just remind me later. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be kind of neat to pull it, pull WoW up on it and, you know, sit there and, like, try to do a raid while tapping on the buttons with my pen. Because <laughs> I have it in screen mirror mode. Oh, I think that would just give you repetitive stress injuries. <laughs> yeah, probably. And I don't think my husband would appreciate me using my Christmas present in that manner. Yeah. <laughs> Tablets are not for rating, sweetie. All right. <laughs> oh, I think we've gone through what everyone's played, so why don't we jump into the news and get this show moving on, right? Hot news. We got a new website coming. Woo! Finally, RP Gamer is announcing <laughs> that we are going to have, during our 20th anniversary, no less, a site redesign. Yay! Um, we're hoping to do it sometime this month and, um, I'm one of the roadblocks right now. So <laughs> everyone harass me together, on Twitter. Chris. <laughs> Why are you blocking roads? Mm-hmm. Because I'm lazy at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. So we got a little story up if you want some more details on it, but, uh, yeah, we are, we are going to have to leave the old site as kind of an archive site. Most of the content's just... The idea of converting all the old content was going to be such a giant barrier to us ever being done with a new site. We just decided, you know, at some point having the new site has so much advantage over maintaining the old content. Let's just move over and then we can bring back over later stuff that really matters. And we'll just have like an old archive version of the site that can kind of sit on the side or something. So we'll start fresh. Just make sure that when you leave the old site behind that you put a message up there saying that you've moved because I thought something oh, was no, wrong no, no, with no. Har- 
rpgamer.com will always point to Yeah, it's going to be rpgamer still. So okay. it, it, it will just do something the, like... The old site will become like old.rpgamer.com. Yeah, and who knows? Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do okay. that exactly. But yeah, it's going to be something along like that. Like old.rpgamer, archive.rpgamer, or something. Or rpgamer.com slash don't go here unless you really, really want to. <laughs> Because Hardcore Gaming 101 changed sites recently, uh, or like in September, and I'd been going to the old site because that's where my bookmark was. And I thought, okay, did they go under or something? No, they just have a new website now and didn't put anything on the old site saying that it was new. Well, it's just not the same address, though? Yeah, I, they I goofed th- that. I thought it was the same address. Yeah, I went to hardcoregaming101.net, and I'm on what looks like a brand new site, so... Maybe they just. Oh, and then they have old site here. Let's see how this works. If you go to old site, it's at hg101.contech.net. So yeah, it is a different address or something like that. Whatever. Okay, that's that. Maybe that was just me being a dumbass. I apologize. Cool. So it's 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 a year for site redesigns. Um. Yay. And yeah. All right. Woo. So I'm glad to be able to tell you all that. Um, and by the way, Harry uh, Papa Dimitrio, um on our staff, uh, at Harry um, slash Harry. What, how do people find him? I don't know. Does he, he have a Twitter? Twitter? Yeah, I don't know. So. No, he's not. Okay. So Harry on our staff has been doing – Harry and Alex. Alex as well. But Harry's been doing a bunch of the of the work, and he's employee of the month. How he's done anything that, doesn't, that can't be just taxed with CSS. Yes. All right. Which is what I've been doing. Yeah. So they've been doing all the work. Um, and uh, yeah. So thank you guys. And now we have a new site that we're going to move to. And I'm very excited. Yeah. All right. Good job. So let's uh, let's uh, other news in the world of video gaming. Dissidia Final Fantasy NT is getting an open beta. Who's excited for Dissidia? Me. I have it pre-ordered. Oh, that's some excitement. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pre-order it because I feel like in a couple of months when I'm ready to play it, it's going to be $20 off. Hmm. I won't I be think, able to play it I think you should pre-order it and that you and Kelly should play each other online. I won't be able to play it when it first comes out. Why? Because it comes out January 30th. Oh. <laughs> you could play the beta. You should play the beta. I have no interest in playing the beta. You should play the beta with Kelly. I, you can't. Why? You can't play the beta with friends. Oh. It's all random matchmaking. What Lame. is so significant about January 30th? I have surgery on February oh, 1st. Oh, okay. It's like this doomsday date, and we're like, hmm, yeah. what's going on January 30th? <laughs> so I and have, it turns into a pumpkin. I'd have one day to play it. Two days, I guess. Now, fun fact, I nearly broke my PSP playing the uh, PSP version. I was gripping it so hard that I about cracked it in half. So does this oh, thing wow. have a story mode at all? Yes. Question mark. Let's see. The game pits of characters. Oh, it has a story mode. Yes. Okay. So good. I didn't know if that's, they were adding that's that. That's the or not. thing that I'm most interested in. Which I know. Why that's why I was worried. In the beta. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, I can't wait to play it. I love the first game a lot. I never played Duo Decim though. Was Duo Decim a sequel or was it just like uh, an enhanced remake? Yes. It's it's part. 
prequel part sequel. I think it has the whole first game in the first game in yes. the in second game. So yeah, okay. So, so it's it's the definitive version. Yeah, it's the answer to your question is yes. Yeah. So it's the Street Fighter Two Turbo. Yeah, it's got all the old stuff so and it's more Street new Fighter stuff. Street Fighter Two Alpha Turbo Plus Extended Edition. Okay, that's all I needed to know because I, like, I skipped it's like, out on it's it. It's like the sequel includes the first one. <laughs> Okay. So you play all the first content again, and then you can play a bunch of new story stuff too. Gotcha. <sighs> Speaking of games to play again, Dragon Quest Builders is coming out again, this time for Switch. And it's got a date now, February 9th. Who's been holding off on Dragon Quest Builders? Everybody? Nobody? I, I've been, I I've got been it holding for, off. I got it for Christmas last year and <laughs> never played it. You think the Switch will make a difference? Maybe if I can play it in bed. I I don't know. Can you? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't really decide that for you. <laughs> I assume you can play the Switch in bed, but I, I don't want to presume. Well, now my husband is just going to take my Switch away from me. It's like, uh, no, no Dragon Quest Builders. I see. No Dragon Quest Builders. No using your tablet for a while. He's very strict. <laughs> He's very strict. So finally switch for Dragon Quest Builders. Trials of Cold Steel 4 was announced. We talked about that earlier. Um, we just know it's coming out for PS4 yeah, and it's only been announced for is, Japan. I love this subtitle. It's called Trails of Cold Steel 4. The end. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I guess that'll be the end of that particular ser- sub-series. <laughs> Sorry, is it is it the end or is it end era? I don't know. It's not in the story. Sorry, the end of Saga. <laughs> the end of Saga? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So, and yeah, don't read anything about Trails of Cold Steel 4 um, unless you are comfortable with having spoilers for the first three games. That includes the one that isn't mm. out here yet. So, well, so don't do anything about uh, Cold Steel 3. Oh, it if doesn't? You don't want to be spoiled about Cold Steel 2. Okay. <laughs> Because our warning on the game page says all previous three games. So So there you go. Um, Catherine is coming to PS4 and Vita. Yes, you heard that right. <laughs> We're getting an upscaled port for PS4 and a down-res port for PS Vita. Well, we <laughs> are getting Catherine. What? So Catherine was announced for PS4 and Vita in Japan. Oh, right. We'll probably we don't know. Catherine what was announced for North America with no consoles. Okay, so that means it's coming to Switch. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Probably That's obviously the obvious conclusion. And that was a batty assumption that everybody was making on Twitter. It's like, oh, clearly that means it's coming to Switch. I'm like, no, clearly that means it's not coming to Vita. Yeah, so PS4 probably only. Uh, it's called Catherine Full Body. And they're adding a third Catherine, and this one I think will be like an angel Catherine because you have a How demon Catherine her and a name? human. Rin is. So it's being shortened to Rin, R I N. Yeah. A fairly common Japanese name. So. Yeah. I thought Catherine was a puzzle game. Yes. It, it, it is, but it, it is. it's got a Persona style story in it, though. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of an RPG. Yeah. We cover it. 
I know. It's, it, you're right. It's a block puzzle game, but it has like a crazy anime persona story in it with demons and angels and all sorts of crap. So It's got enough RPG elements that we cover it. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. But it do- it, yeah, it really doesn't, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided we're covering it, even though I have absolutely no you have no You have no authority to make that call. decisions. <laughs> I think other people made that call. The other update <laughs> concerns Studio Zero's fantasy RPG project, Re-Fantasy. Um, so that's uh, the same studio that made Catherine, I guess. Um, they're making... Uh, they put out a new video with subtitles oh, from... Yeah, huh? it's the one doing the port. Oh, it's the, the new one. Okay. Yeah, it's the new studio headed up by the director of Persona Four and Five. I think. Oh, okay. And in here, we see a bunch of people cosplaying as medieval princesses or warriors or both. And at some point, an armored knight eats a cooked p- pigeon, and nobody really understands what's going on. So that's in the other video. Oh, that's in the other one. There's okay. like f- uh, five minutes dedicated to that one. Okay, so there. <laughs> okay. Five minutes of oh wow you're right, so we have some very Japanese stuff going on, and yeah okay. He eats like the McDonald's equivalent of a pigeon with salt. Okay, well that's um, that's re fantasy for you I guess. <laughs> uh, Earthlock is getting a relaunch. What the heck's Earthlock? from Snowcastle Games. It's relaunching Earthlock with a new version of the game, Quarter 1 2018, dubbed the Should Have Been Edition. I like it. Uh, it, it will f- drop the Festival of Magic subtitle and include many enhancements to various aspects, including revamped story, new crafting options, new side quests, mini games, and others. Uh, if you have Earthlock Festival Magic, you'll get a f- copy of the revamped one for free on PC, Xbox One, or PS4. Uh, it's also coming out on uh, Nintendo Switch. Though the Wii U will not be getting the updated version. And they are oh. working on a sequel as well. Um, I don't remember Earthlock at all. Alex, do you? I have it on my Steam account. Oh. Okay. I haven't played it. I'm looking at it now. It's like a action adventure. Isn't third this person. the game that you really wanted me to play at PAX one year? I don't remember. Oh, this it, is the one. Yeah, this is the one that has a little... Um, sort of like a JRPG that yeah. done by Studio. But it had quite a few issues I didn't I didn't like. Mostly on the difficulty and balancing. It's got like a rabbit pig character in it. So yeah. A what? Yeah. A rat pig. I don't know. You'll see it and understand it. Pictures of rabbit running around. Yeah. Uh, you see turn-based combat and it's got this third-person camera. Yeah. Sometimes isometric. So, I mean, it looks like it could be... Uh, it, it's Looks, got that look of an anime-style JRPG, but who knows? It's kind of cutesy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was shooting for. So, so And now this is the should-have-been edition, so maybe that'll fix some issues. So we'll see. Uh, Mercenary Sagas. Anna, you're excited about this. Yes! So, so they're putting out um, Mercenary Sagas 1, Mercenary Sagas 2, and Mercenary Saga 3 in a bundled version on the Switch. Um, and I guess we're getting it here? Yes. Okay. Uh, mm. It's digital only. We don't have a date. And it's including the first game, which has never been localized. Yeah. So, so if you've already played two and three, though, do you really want to go back and play one again? Uh, yeah, because the story picks up in the middle of the story. But, <laughs> what? <laughs> so the the story of two yeah. picks up in the middle of the war. Okay. 
And so it was always kind of just a little weird. Mm -hmm. So the way that I understood it and the way that Circle Entertainment kind of explained it originally was that Mercenary Saga 2 was supposedly a remake of the first game. Ah, so what will this be? only available okay. on the cell phone. Right. That's but, supposedly not true. <laughs> but that is supposedly not true. Now so we're saying, saying we had bad info from message boards? Oh, no. No, no not from message boards. From Circle Entertainment. Oh, wow. From the people that localized it. Surprise, they don't speak English. <laughs> But they localized it. Okay. Yeah. How does that work? Their localizations well, are. Have you kind played the game? You understand. Have you played a circle? <laughs> have you played a circle entertainment game? Their Apparently localizations not. are kind of poo. Okay. It reminds me of like early PS1 localization or something. How do they compare to a Chemco game? Uh, yeah, that that level. Oh, oh, ooh. Okay. And then, to really be excited about the story on the first one, these games are kind of like little. Easy little strategy RPGs that are just kind of fun to sit down straightforward. Yeah. I mean, the but thing really that carries these games the... is completely their gameplay. Oh, okay. Sorry, Jonathan. No, yeah, I agree. And even then, it's not an amazing game, but they're they're simple yet it's kind of refreshing and fun. It's just easy to sit sit down and play them. But there's some yeah. like they can scratch that strategy RPG itch without diving into the deep end, like with a Disgaea or a. Final Fantasy Tactics. Definitely. Yes. But the story, not yeah. If you're playing it for the story, yeah, <laughs> you should be playing a different game. Yes. All right, I'm gonna play a different game this this uh, very soon actually called Monster Hunter World. And you're well, you're January play... 26th. That thing comes out for PS4 and P and Xbox One. But if you want to play on the PC because you believe in the PC Master Race. Good news! They're releasing it for PC as well. But it won't be out till fall. So you have a ways to wait for that. Phil Willis on Backtrack is trying to peer pressure me into getting that. The PC version? No, the just the PS4 oh. version. Well, there's a beta starting soon that you could try and see if you like it before buying it. And that way you can make an informed purchase. Yeah, I missed out on the Christmas break beta, so I might have to try this one. Well, it, would you like to know when it is? Yeah. January 18th through January 22nd. Okay. Do you need PS Plus? Not uh, this Not time. anymore, no. Okay. So uh, it is, uh, it'll be live that weekend. That weekend? Is that a weekend? I should check. 18th through 22nd. Oh, that's a Thursday through a Monday. Okay. So that's that's plenty of time. You can try it out. Uh, and uh, you get to take on Great Jagras, Ajanath, and Baroth, which is, I think, the same stuff that was in the first two betas. So, um, And there's... Oh, there's a new battle that they're adding against the, the game's uh, flagship monster. Flagship monsters are kind of like monsters that, like, we made them new for this game, and so we're showing them off, and they're going to be kind of big, important battles. So, and this one is called Nergigante, so you can check that out. And they've announced some DLC where they're adding in Devil Joe, which if you're a Monster Hunter old standby person, you will understand is a, a big deal because he likes to eat everything. So, and you want to fight him because it's a good fight. And they put out a, a dragon trailer showing off the Elder Dragons from the Monster Hunter games in the new Monster Hunter World Edge engine. So you can see lots of dragons and get intimidated and be excited to fight them all. So 
There are going to be lots of monsters in this game. It should be cool if you're into Monster Hunter. I'm pretty excited. This is going to be good, I think. Yeah, Phil is evil. He showed me the Palico trailer and was like, yeah. it's got kitties. But it, oh. unlike the, but the mobile one, you could play as a cat. Like, yeah. So um, mobile one. The uh, 3DS one, the most recent one, mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. could, uh, uh, Generations. You could actually go out and just be the cat. And, and hunt as a cat and it had its own unique skills and stuff. It was its own weapon type essentially. And they don't have that in this version. It makes me very sad. I know, that makes me sad too. I want to hunt as a cat. Because I played the demo for Generations as a cat and it was pretty much like the easy mode. Yeah, it's supposed to be and but it's also fun and challenging in its own ways and yeah, it's very sad it's not in this one. But maybe in the future. Here's hoping. Yep. Um, and then here's a game called Feudal Alloy, which I have no idea what this is about. It's uh, it's from a Czech, uh, Czech developer, Hatu Games. They're working on Feudal Alloy. It's a Metroidvania-style action RPG with a fishbowl-powered medieval robot. Or, I guess, a lot of fishbowl-powered medieval robots. Um, I don't know how that works, but uh, yeah. Uh, you can go through and do Metroidvania-type things with puzzles and weapon upgrades and all that sort of stuff, so... And uh, the art style is like one of those, it, it looks kind of like a 2D um, adventure game with like, so. It looks really cool. It does look cool. So you can check that out in quarter three of 2018 for PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, which is probably where I would play it. So. Whew. Um, go ahead. I did. I didn't write down the story, and I should have, but apparently the Switch is Nintendo's best-selling system. Yeah, I saw that. No, it's the fastest-selling system in North America. Like, ever. All the systems. Which is kind of neat that it's doing that well. Well, fastest-selling doesn't mean best-selling, though, either. Um, In the last 10 months, it has outsold any other system in its first 10 months. Okay. All right, neat. <laughs> it is outsold the Wii U. But how can that be if they have um, arbitrary manufactured shortages, Anna? What, are you telling me that was all bogus made-up baloney? It has outsold the Wii U. Okay. No, I mean I Lifetime. It, I thought it was close, but... No, it, as of this week, it has outsold the Wii U Lifetime. Wow, that's so sad. <laughs> Poor Wii U. But let me know when it outsells the 3DS. That's when I want to know. Uh, it oh. might take a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of 3DSs. Uh, we got an indie update, apparently. Yeah, um, last one. Last until... one until the new site launches. Um, let's see. We've got the Ballad Singer on Kickstarter. Uh, they went through a, a successful Kickstarter, and now they're on Indiegogo. So you can go check that out. It's uh, from Curtel Games. It is a RPG visual novel game book hybrid. So you can go see what that's about. Um, we have My Time at Portia from Team 17 Games. Those are the people who make worms. Um, it's going to be Steam Early Access starting January 23rd. It went through Kickstarter, and they hope to be fully released by the end of the year. So it is uh, you run a farm, mingle with neighbors, and venture in venture into surrounding ruins so this might be a game for anna my time at portia yeah yeah have you been following that um yeah i mean as always pc games are 
harder for you. Yeah. Even though you have a really nice laptop. Yeah. Which I n- will never stop telling you about. I know. <sighs> you can play on the couch, Anna. You can play VR on the couch. Yep. <laughs> We should uh, have my mom try VR. I know. <laughs> All right. Ash of Gods. Uh, it's from Russian developer Orem Dust. It's going to be out on PC in ma- March 28th. This one combines visual novel storytelling and I don't know. It combines it. says it combines aspects of visual novel storytelling, but it doesn't say what it combines them with. So, um, and it's, uh, you'll have uh, choice player choices that have impacts on the story uh, and characters will be able to die if you make certain choices so uh card-based mechanics and co-op and competitive multiplayer modes so go look up ash of gods if any of those buzzwords sound interesting and see what it looks like it's got a very interesting art style so um and uh yeah and then finally towards the pantheon this is from developer connor o-r-t linning um let's see they've got a new trailer out and it's a pixel graphic rpg so you could see uh, in the trailer a little campfire where the characters are sitting around. Freya, Bam, Mishima, and Fenez. I think one of the characters is a cat. So that's always good. Yep. Oh, oh we've seen this before. This is the cat with a scarf. With a scarf on it. And they got a cyborg. And I don't know what's going on. but uh, So there's a trailer. We've seen stuff on this in the past. Uh, it is um, planned for release this year. And there's a free prequel mystery minigame right now available on Steam, Itch.io, and Game Jolt. So go check out Towards the Pantheon if you like 2D RPGs where you have cat characters. Whew. And now, speaking of indie games, we got a review of one. Boot Hill Bounties. Alex, what did you think about Boot Hill Bounties? It was fun. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Succinct. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Alex gave it a three and a half out of five. You said it had a good use of Western themes and great music and lots of challenges and secrets, but it had balanced annoyances with instant kill skills and small quality of life issues. All right. Yeah, so it's just sort of a bunch of tiny things that obviously are going to be low priority when you have like a really tiny development team. So they're, they're easy to forgive, I think, the those issues it's a lot of fun in general the music's really cool mm-hmm. so it's entertaining so so this it's is worth the, checking out this is the second of a trilogy right <laughs> yeah they so don't really need to have played the first one then oh okay to enjoy this one so you can just you can jump, just jump in into it but the first one's available for pretty cheap i think so yeah if you want to do that it's less than 20 hours um this game so yeah i think a short one some earthbound western Earthbound Western. All right. Uh, We have a review for XCOM 2 up from Pascal, who couldn't be on today. Uh, He gave it a very good score, 4 out of 5, so you can go read that if you want to check it out. Um, It's XCOM. It's good. I like it with lots of mods to make it easier because I'm terrible at games. Just to clarify, the review is XCOM 2. XCOM 2. I said said it's XCOM because that explains what the gameplay is. That was the the adjective. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right, and then we have RP Gamer's personal top threes of 2017. Um, wow, we have a lot of. Should I even read this? Probably shouldn't just read it. Um, people liked games you would expect them to like. Um, let's see. People on the show. Let's pick on them. Alex picked Xenoblade Chronicles 2 as his number one. 
Persona 5 as number two, and Uru- Underwater Ray Ramono as Mask of Truth as number three. <laughs> and a non-RPG pick of Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony. Oh, that game I was might, so good. Yeah, hmm? I might have picked Divinity Original Sin 2, but I saw that you, Zach yeah, and Jonathan both picked it first. So. Uh, Josh Carpenter picked Yakuza 0, followed by Trails in the Sky the third, and God Wars Future Past, and then non-RPG of Steins Gate 0. Kelly, ooh, you picked Persona 5, mm-hmm. and then Monster Hunter Stories. Stardew Valley, and then finally your non-RPG pick was Sonic Mania. It, I will say it was really hard to pick between Sonic Mania and Samus Returns for that, mm-hmm. but Sonic kind of won out in the end just because that was the game that I've wanted since I was 10. Ah, alright. So. Pascal, who, uh, let's see, is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, number one. Uh, Battle Chasers Nightwear, Night War, which I really need to try. Um, what number two? The Surge for number three, and then runner-up was Final Fantasy XII: The Zodiac Age, and non-RPG pick of Danganronpa V3, which I knew was coming because he really liked that. Anna and I did not contribute to this because we were just very distracted with our vacation. <laughs> so, what would you pick? I don't, oh, oh I hang on, to pick. hang on. Anna Let me get knows. Into this. <laughs> Let me go to my spreadsheet. I have to figure out what I finished. You you skipped me too. Oh, where are you? The second one. Oh, though mine were games I oh, played, not you. necessarily games released. Oh, okay. So Jonathan said, "Yeah, they don't have any original games Sin that were released 2. in 2017." Yeah, he's got that one was re- released in 2017. Uh, yeah. Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition and Siege of Dragon Spear is his number two. XCOM Two War of the Chosen is his number three, and non RPG was Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. All right. Big surprise. The mine weren't really ranked one through three. I just picked three. No, oh, well, I've read them yeah. as presented here. Sorry. So no, 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 I no, would understood. say um, Persona 5. Mm-hmm. My Q Labyrinth of Death. Ah. And Trails of Cold Steel. And for my non-RPG, Danganronpa V3. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to, to make this something that I can actually get through in the bounds of the po- time of this podcast, I'm going to tell you all the games I finished this year. Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition, Persona 5, Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood, I'm counting it as complete because I'm caught up on all story quests, West of Loathing, and Golf Story. Um, you really liked Golf Story. Yeah, but it's it's got some issues. So Does that stop it from being one of your top three? Yes. Okay. Um, with the other things on this list, yes. Okay. Um, Remember, it doesn't have to be games you've beaten, just games you've played. All right. So I'm going to pick um, Persona 5, Divinity Original Sin 2, and Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. Um, it was also really hard not to put Breath of the Wild on my list, but Breath of the Wild really seemed more like a journey and not a destination because that game just kind of felt disappointing towards the end. I need to, to finish me. it before I give it a ranking. So that's why I left it off of this little list here. Yeah. I mean, I liked Breath of the Wild. Don't get me wrong. I it's thought it was really amazing. But... Well, that's the thing about last year is picking three is kind of silly because there's like 20 good games, like mm-hmm. really good games. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just picking stuff basically at random and hoping I don't screw up too much. <laughs> 
And like t- Tales of Berseria would have been like a four or a five on this list had we done a top five. So once we do Game of the Year, um, I will schedule a Game of the Year podcast. So we'll see how that goes. Um, unless we're not going to do Game of the Year. I think we will. Um, I think we be, should. Probably be one of the things that launches the site probably. Um, we'll see how that goes. Okay. We should because last year was an amazing year for yeah, gaming. Yeah. All right. Valkyria Chronicle 4 got some details. We. All right. So let's see. Valkyria Chronicles 4. By the way, that's a thing. And it has a dog who's a medic and has a hat over one ear. How does this work? Did anyone read about the medic dog? Because I need more details on this medic dog. Uh, the unit's mascot, who also works as a medical dog, who will run into the battlefield to assist wounded soldiers. I love it. It's a... Uh, is that an Akiba or a Sheena E? I don't, I don't know what kind of dog that is. So go um, go look up the medic dog for Valkyrie Chronicles 4. There's a physical release for Unepic, which I think Maxstorm liked, right? I can't remember. Uh, that's for 25 bucks in January 2018 through Play Asia. If you really want a physical release that. Um, and Metal Max Xeno has a Japanese date. Metal Max Xeno, if you don't remember, is a Katakawa Games game. Um, what are Katakawa Games? Remind me. Those are the first-person dungeon crawls, right? No, no that's experience. Oh, that's experience. Katakawa is oh. a bunch of stuff that varied. Okay. So Me- Metal Max is tank RPG. Oh, tank RPG. Okay. Um, now, are there anime girls who turn into tanks, or are they just tanks? They're just tanks. Okay. I, I, do, I have to remember which um, section of the internet we're in right now. All right. So it's coming out in Japan on PS4 and Vita on April 19th. Don't know when it's coming out here. Don't know if it's coming out here. <laughs> so. Whew. Okay. That's it. Ah. Question of the week. Follow up. We said, what are good RP- w- uh, Western RPGs to get into to start with? So uh, Alex Fuller wrote in. <laughs> And suggested Knights of the Old Republic. It's a good one for getting into WRPGs in general, but I wouldn't recommend it for getting into isometric computer RPGs like Baldur's Gate. I enjoyed KOTOR, but it hasn't helped in the slightest getting me into the isometric games at all and really teaching me anything. However, I have gotten around to playing through Divinity Original Sin 2, and that is the one CRPG I've tried that has grabbed me, albeit at the second attempt. Uh, it seems a lot more friendly to new players, and playing in Explorer mode means I'm okay just having a basic understanding of all the systems and whatnot, and don't feel like I'm punished not knowing exactly what everything does, which I think is what you told us earlier. <laughs> so, thank you, Alex. I agree with that guy. Yeah, you agree with that guy. <laughs> Victor says, I'd say World of Warcraft. It's easy to pick up and play, has plenty to enjoy as a single-player or massively multiplayer experience, and there's enough different things to do that the player can experience the open-world freedom that is characteristic of Western RPGs. I hadn't thought of that. That's an interesting take to go with an MMO. Budai says, I would probably second WoW. I know a lot of people who weren't even gamers before they got into WoW. Um, so that proof is already there for me that it works. Diablo 3 has a similar angle. Something like Fable is also a good one because of how clever it is. And it's also very simple for something harder. One of the 3D Fallout games. Hmm. Okay. There you go. Any of those work for you, Anna? Um, uh, I mean, I already play WoW. Yeah, <laughs> but the WoW one is weird. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with it for getting you into like traditional WRPGs or CRPGs, but um, I'm uh, I'm surprised nobody mentioned Dragon Age though. Yeah, a lot of people didn't mention. I think maybe people were on vacation. We didn't get a lot of responses yeah. on oh, this one. I thought you were specifically referring to 
CRPG star ones. I was. The more I, ones. We, I think we so were. That's, so. Yeah, that's why I didn't count Dragon Age, etc. Well, Dragon it, Age, the first one, is one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, the first well, even one the second is. one plays not too differently. Hmm. I haven't played it. It's a lot more action-based, but yeah. Because this came up because I said that I've never been able to get into games like Fallout or Wasteland mm -hmm. because I just feel I get into them and I feel very overwhelmed. So what was a good baby's first? She played Divinity Original Sin 2 with Chris yeah, Deeming. That's a really good idea, actually. It's a good game. <laughs> and you don't need to have played the first one at all. They don't really tie into the first one's story much. So... Pillars is pretty good as well. Oh, Pillars is good. But Pillars, I think you need to be into it, don't you? Don't you need to be into that genre? Is it really a good entry point? Um, it's not too bad. I remember when I first started playing Pillars, I'm like, oh, this is just like that. Like, I felt like comfortable. So I don't know if you don't really feel good with those styles of games to begin with, if it's going to work. I guess it's hard for me to say I've been playing these so long that yeah, that's a good point. it's hard to pull myself out of them. But yeah, if you do Divinity, that... do Explorer mode because the difficulty can go high on those. So okay, sorry. And yeah, and that's the other thing too. Having one that just had kind of an easy mode so that you can get used to the system, so that you can maybe switch to a Wasteland or a Fallout helps mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Whew. All right. Um, the you know the other tack to take with that is to go with the really old ones because they mm -hmm. have fewer systems than modern games, right? So that might help keep you from being too overwhelmed. Yeah, but older ones might not have the tutorial. No, they don't. You're though. right. You have to probably read a guide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to figure out your character build, but. Well, playing the older ones is tough. Uh, they're not as accessible and modern as you know. No. Uh, it's got some of the old. Annoyance is that if you didn't grow up playing them, you kind of you can kind of overlook them. But you need to you save a lot. Them, yeah, <laughs> that too. You can easily make builds uh, or characters or parties that are going to be really bad, and then it'll yeah. be really hard. Yeah. That's a good point. So, I guess we don't have a good answer for you, Kelly. Sorry. No, that's Maybe okay. Maybe one um... day. <laughs> No, uh, Kotor sounded like a good suggestion, and Kotor made me realize that oh, no one mentioned Dragon Age, and I've heard that that one is pretty okay. Dragon I've heard Age people is a say really that that's... good game. I just don't know yeah. if that's going to be appealing to you if you don't feel that nostalgia. So, hmm, that's it's yeah, another I did, one. I didn't like have that. nostalgia, and I really loved it. So. Okay. And you know what? There is also the console ports of Dragon Age One, which are more. They kind of change the interface a bit, so that might ease mm -hmm. you into it more. Yeah. So I didn't think about that. Because the PC version uh, I, is what's more traditional. Yeah, but you could play it either way in the PC version. Okay. I just okay. think that, yeah. I like the P. Uh, I think those games lend better to mouse and keyboard, but mm -hmm. I guess it's personal preference. I wonder, what if she played Dragon Age backwards? She had three, then two, then one? To kind of ease into the older style. <laughs> kind of the reverse of the evolution of how they developed it. <laughs> I don't know if that would work at all. <laughs> yeah, it kind of defeats the whole save file trans... <laughs> yeah, it does. That's <laughs> <laughs> a huge thing of it. What's going on? Oh, I kind of get what's going on. Oh, oh, and this all started here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and no, like the KOTOR games remind me more of like a Mass Effect style. 
whereas the Baldur's Gate, uh, or sorry, the Dragon Age and Pillars is more like the old Baldur's Gate D&D style. So they're two kind of, mm-hmm. they're both kind of like computer Western RPGs, but those are the two kind of distinct styles right there. And see, I, I've never had any interest in Mass Effect because that's a little too hard sci-fi for me. <sighs> okay. I, I like more Star Wars style sci-fi. Well, you should play Kotor. Would... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that's a pretty easy one there. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. All right, cool. And you can play that on like anything now. That's been ported mm-hmm. up and down. Isn't okay. it on iOS? It is. Of course, I don't have an Apple device. I know, so. that's what I was going to say. You can play it on iOS, but then I remembered you don't have an iOS device. Yeah, so, so Steam will probably be the way to go. Yep. Okay, Fallen Legion Plus is our new game release of the week. Um, it actually already came out like a day or two ago. Um, but Fallen Legion Plus, that is the the game that had like a version on PS4 and a version on Vita. Um, they combine them together, and now you can get it on Steam. So... Right, I think I got that right. Yep. Yep. Also coming to Switch. Oh, also coming to Switch. At I don't know if point. it's any good. It's got mixed reviews on Steam apparently, but yeah, it's enjoy it's enjoyable. Probably nothing overly special, but okay. I enjoyed what I played. It's it's not going to be on the 2018 Game of the Year list. <laughs> well, probably I'm not because it came out yes last year mostly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That is the um, end need... of the show. Oh, go ahead. We need a new question of the week. Oh, do we? We do, don't we? Um, What are you mm. looking forward to in 2018? What are your uh, New Year's g- uh, game goals for 2018? I like that. that. That's good. What are your New Year's game goals for 2018? Here's how to send us the answer to that question. Three ways. Send an email to podcast at rpamer.com. Go to the message wars at forums at rpgamer.com. Go to latest updates, find the show thread, and post in there. Or call us and leave a voicemail or send a text message to 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. Our that assumes Hannah hasn't killed the forums. Say what? That assumes Hannah hasn't killed the forums. Hannah hasn't killed the forums yet. So. <laughs> we'll figure that out <laughs> with the new site. <sighs> I don't think the forums are going away anytime soon. <laughs> I think no. we postponed that. <laughs> Mac needs his completed games list. So. That's right. <laughs> as long as that compl- until we have a good, a better solution for completed games than the current forums, I don't think they're going anywhere. <laughs> All right, that's it, folks. That's the show. Thanks for being here. I have to ask everybody, what are you going to be playing this week, Alex? Um, Tokyo Xanadu. Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus. Yep. Jonathan. Probably the same stuff. Probably going to try to beat Grim Dawn, Ashes of Malmoth, and uh, some more there, billions, and see how far I can get. Cool. Kelly? More Xenoblade 2. I'll be doing more Xenoblade 2. I'm sure I'm going to be continued to get sucked into Final Fantasy XI. I'm so sorry. Send help. Anna, what are you playing? Trails of Cold Steel 2. Trails of Cold Steel 2. Alice had to take off earlier due to a headache. Um, and that is it. That's the list. We will see you next week then, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. We will continue to podcast and uh, keep working on our new site. So uh, send us your feedback. Talk about things you want to see. Uh, what, your, what are your game goals for 2018 and things you want to see on the new site? So until the next week, we'll say goodbye. 
Um, and we'll see you at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.